This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Hey, what's happening, everybody? A very happy uh, Wednesday as we record this. Uh, we record this on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it is the Utopia Football Podcast. We are a week and a day away from the NFL draft, and it's as confusing as ever when it comes to the Houston Texans. We will address that. We will address your questions with your uh, mailbag emails that you've sent. Uh, we've got a handful of those. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com if you want to send in a question uh, that we can use. We're going to do one more of these mailbags before the draft. So draft questions are certainly Fair game as we welcome you in. I'm Sean Pendergast, one half of Payne and Pendergast Mornings at Sports Radio 610. Joined on this podcast, as always, by my good friend, the Hall of Famer, our senior Texans columnist at SportsRadio610.com and GalleriesSports.com as well, John McClain. John, you and I were chopping it up a little bit before we uh, hit record on this. Um, and I think you and I are both in the same state of mind right now, which is very confused about the direction the Texans are going. The Texans are sending out mixed messages, which they should. Uh, they have done a great job of a cover-up. I don't really know why, and unless they want to trade down. It makes no sense. Um, quarterback, defensive end, I feel, I feel um, convinced that they're going to take a quarterback or a defensive end, but I don't know why it would be an issue other than Nick Casario thinks it's the Patriot way, not reveal anything. And uh, I think he's done a great job of deception. Well, I guess, John, let's um, as we take a look at this. I want to talk about Trey Lance in a second, but let's just treat the draft as its own thing for now without talking about outside quarterbacks. I, it looks I'm looking at the odds that just got sent out an hour ago on the on the first five draft slots. And Bryce Young is a minus 2,000 favorite to be the first overall pick. He's a virtual lock. I think you and I both agree on that. Bryce Young is going to Carolina with the first overall pick. So if that pick is frozen, that's not available, nor is Bryce Young anymore. The Texans control the rest of the draft from here. You know, they, they're, the, they're in the new number one spot. And we have no idea how they feel about C.J. Stroud. I think we had a pretty good idea, just based on the rumblings, how they felt about Bryce Young. Um, but we have no idea how they feel about C.J. Stroud. And I guess the important thing is maybe not so much what the Texans feel about him, but does the rest of the league feel that C.J. Stroud, if there's any separation with him and, say, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, because if there's not, it's going to be hard to move that second overall pick because you got teams that are going to go, all right, we'll, we'll just 
wait until one of them falls to us or falls a little further, then we don't have to move all the way up to two. We can move up to five or something like that. Um, I, I, what do you, I guess I, I'm just, I don't even know what my question is at this point. I'm that confused, but is, is, what, what do you think, where do you think the Texans are with taking a quarterback right now versus uh, trading versus taking one of the big edge rushers? Um, I think that uh, Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson Jr., will be the pick, you know, maybe it'll be Will Levis. But the third player, if they don't care, uh, could be Will Anderson Jr. or Tyree Wilson and a quarterback with two. And but you 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 get screwed up because Arizona could trade the pick. Mm-hmm. And then it it just gets too confusing. You don't need to be cute. I don't think that he wants the Nick Casario wants twelve draft choices, thirteen draft choices, fourteen draft choices. I just don't believe it. I think they're going to take a position player, they're going to take a quarterback or an edge rusher, and I feel confident in it. Now, if they take the edge rusher, what do they do at twelve? They can't come out of this draft without a quarterback. Okay. Which brings us to the, I guess, the next bit of speculation that sparked up today around 8.30 uh, from a couple of Ian Rappaport tweets. Ian Rappaport tweeting that the 49ers are listening to calls. They're fielding calls. They're not making calls. They're just fielding calls from several interested suitors for Trey Lance, the number three overall pick in the draft. In 2021, a pick that the 49ers traded significant draft capital to move up and go get. And yet it seems like they're more inclined to start Brock Purdy if he's healthy than Trey Lance based on the success that they had last year with Purdy. And they may have been out on Trey Lance anyways, uh, uh, just because he hasn't done much since they drafted him. So immediately, John, I think it's a logical place to go, given D'Amico Ryans is a former 49er defensive coordinator, given that Bobby Slowick coordinated a passing game and has been in a quarterback room hundreds of times with Trey Lance. And considering the Texans seem lukewarm on this quarterback class outside of Bryce Young, I would think the Texans, if they are truly fielding calls and not making calls themselves, I have to imagine the Texans are not only one of those calls, but they've got to be one of the primary suitors for Trey Lance right now if there is a market for him, don't you? Why would people think that the Texans are interested in Trey Lance? They may be. They may have the same opinion Kyle Shanahan. There's no guarantee that Brock Purdy is going to be healthy. He may not play for a year, he said. And I don't think you can trade Lance. They can't get a high pick for him. They might get a four. And I think that Kyle Shanahan paid a steep price to admit a mistake. So I don't think Trey Lance is is going to be trading because there's that story that Brock Purdy said he might not play for a year. Yeah. And why would they trade him if they have Sam Darnold as their only healthy quarterback? They might like Sam Darnold better than him. (laughs) And they might, and he might be a backup, but I wouldn't give him – more than a fourth-round pick. Trey Lance hasn't done jack squat to make people think he can play. No, no, but you know how it goes, John. If you get highly selected, Sam Darnold was this guy two years ago. Third overall pick, a couple of years in with the Jets, wasn't going all that well. And Carolina gave up a two and a six and a four for him, and I get I get it. It didn't work. I'm, I'm probably arguing against myself right now because I'm bringing up the fact that it – 
it didn't work. I wouldn't give up a two and a six and a four for Trey Lance. I would give up one of those third round picks for him. If indeed, if indeed the Texans don't come away from this draft with a quarterback. And John, I, I, I think it's a distinct possibility if they don't pick a quarterback at two, I don't know what their solution is going to be at quarterback, at least on the first night of the draft, unless they're drafting Hendon Hooker at, at, at 12 or unless one of these guys falls to them. I think if they don't draft a guy at two, I think the chances of them coming away from the first night without a quarterback are very, very high. I think it's a, clearly the favorite to me. I don't know. I think Davis Mills is better than Trey Lance. Trey Lance hadn't done anything to merit being a being a third round pick. I mean, it's ridiculous. I just I don't see it. And uh, you know, I believe Sam Darnold was third overall pick, and the team did him an injustice. They fired the coach. They, the guy had some great games as a rookie, mm -hmm. and he couldn't put it together. But I think they were impatient with him. They didn't do a good job of coaching him. The system wasn't right, and he just hasn't been able to do it. And I guess with a coach like Kyle Shanahan, maybe he could. But, uh, boy, it's amazing if you would put your stock in uh, Sam Darnold at this point. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, which is what they're doing, I guess, if they trade Trey Lance. I mean, neither of them are great. It's not a great situation for San Francisco. But the other thing, John, is they have no draft picks. Like, my, my hypothesis was that they they planted this with Ian Rappaport because this report came out of nowhere. There was nothing pending today where they had to they had to put out a report about Trey Lance being traded. You know what I mean? Like, there's no deadline for a, a, a franchise tag deadline or the start of the league year. The draft is a week from now. This felt like me, and this, the way it was tweeted by Ian Rappaport, it very much felt like it was coming from the 49ers, yeah. um, whatever information he was getting. It felt to me like, John, this was the 49ers maybe just fishing, but trying to get a Trey Lance market created before the draft so maybe they can get somebody to bite on a two or something like that before next week. They have one pick in the top 100, and it's 99. I just, I just don't see it because their only quarterback could be Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um all right, let's um let's get into by the way, the 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 odds right now, John, for who will be the second overall pick in the draft. Not who will the Texans take, just who will be the second overall pick. Because as we know, we they could trade out of the second overall pick. Uh Will Anderson is currently the betting favorite at plus one fifty, uh, which means you risk a hundred to win hundred and fifty. Will Levis, second, three to one, plus three hundred. CJ Stroud and Tyree Wilson both tied. At plus three fifty, three and a half to one. So Levis, John, for whatever reason, there's Will Levis smoke going on right now at that number two overall pick. I think Tyree Wilson would have a better chance than uh, C.J. Stroud. They just seem to have soured on him for whatever reason, and uh, you know maybe it's all a smokescreen. I think it's going to be Anderson or Wilson, and the Levis thing it won't go away. Uh, he's more developed than Anthony Richardson, but wow. You know, I'm not so sure I wouldn't take in and hooker. <laughs> I did a mock draft 
in ESPN mock draft, and they had him available. Levis available at twelve. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, I like. I'm not wild about Levis. I sure as hell like him a lot better at twelve than I do at two. Uh, that's for damn sure. All right, um, let's get to some of these mailbag questions, John. Uh, and I don't even know if this is a question as much as it is someone expressing a point of view that you and I are kind of chopping up right now. Charles Honeycutt, I'm hearing talks that the Texans take a pass rusher with the second pick. Personally, I think it's dumb. QBs are the premium pick if you need one. And OMG, we need one. If I were other teams, I would outbid the Texans after the second pick to prevent them from getting a good QB. I guess it means if they take an edge rusher at two, they would jump in front of the Texans. Outside of Young or Stroud, the others need a year to sit. I, I mean, there's not. I don't know if there's much to respond to there, John. I guess just what do you think? What do you think the reaction is going to be if they like? If you were at the draft party, I know you're going to be at the stadium. Is there anything other than C.J. Stroud? Is there a scenario other than C.J. Stroud or maybe Anthony Richardson where the crowd doesn't, at the very least, get restless, if not start booing the pick? Well, I don't think there's uh, any chance in in hell they're going to take an edge rusher with a second pick. Anybody is. Texans could, but I don't think another team would. And I don't think Anthony Richardson's a possibility. The guy's a boomer bust prospect. You can't take that kind of chance. And if they don't like C.J. Stroud, they don't like C.J. Stroud. If they don't think he's worth it. But man, oh man, if you've got the Colts and the Colts start him twice a year, you better be right. Of course, Nick Casario won't have a job. But, man, it could set the organization back five years. People keep talking about him taking Caleb Williams or Drake May. Give me a break. You can't. You can't count cannot, on that. You cannot count on that. It yeah. just makes no sense that you'd count on that. They'd fool around and win one too many games. And so uh, I still believe I'm going to take mock draft. I'm going to have them taking an edge rusher. But I believe they will get a quarterback and maybe it's a tremendous smokescreen for CJ Stroud, but I think it's a brilliant job by Nick Casario. When you say get a quarterback, do you mean night one or in the draft in general, John? No, I think they've got to get a quarterback in the top 12. No, it doesn't help. It doesn't help them. You know, maybe, maybe Tanner McKee, is that his name? I can't even remember. From Stanford. Uh, they could take a quarterback in the second or third round. but mm. And there's a Jalen Hurts, you know, they could say that, uh, boy, we think he's got a lot of potential, but I just don't buy it. Maybe they're going to go after Lamar Jackson. And, uh, but it just, it just is crazy yeah. to me that they would play Davis Mills and Case Keenum and EJ Perry. Well, in that hair, what's his name? EJ, EJ, EJ Perry. Yeah. EJ Perry. Yeah. He's John Perry's nephew, former Texans wide receivers coach and FOB friend of Bill (laughs) O'Brien. Um, Harold and Sugarland. Yeah. This is basically just, I mean, I think we just answered this. Um, okay guys, if we wake up on Friday morning after night one of the drafts and all five quarterbacks are off the board and we haven't taken one of them, what solutions are we discussing Friday morning? Because it ain't Case and it ain't Davis Mills. You just brought up Lamar Jackson, John. I want to tell you right now, Trey Lance's name is going to come up, and so is Mac Jones's name is going to come up too. Well, I don't know why Mac Jones's name would come up because they're not interested in trading him. And uh, But Trey Lance is going to come up. Uh, I just don't see why anybody cares about Trey Lance because the guy hadn't done squat. 
and uh, maybe they see a lot of potential, but I just don't think they're going to trade him. And if I if they did trade him, I think they'd be lucky to get a fourth round pick. Uh, Dave Howard, John, loyal listener to the podcast, says, I'm wondering if Vince Young is a comp for Anthony Richardson. Both big and athletic, both amassed rushing yards in college, similar completion percentages. Jeff Fisher didn't want Vince Young, but Bud Adams overruled him. Truthfully, I wanted the Texans to take him with the number one pick. Is Vince Young a fair comparison to Anthony Richardson? Absolutely he is, man. It's a six, six, five and a half. Uh, Vince can run. Vince can throw. Uh, he can do everything Anthony Richardson could do. And he was a two-year starter. And uh, Anthony Richardson is not. All right, let's keep it moving. Billy in Galena Park. Good to see an east side kid from Channel View get paid. Talking about Jalen Hurts. My question is, which QB do you think eventually gets the rest of the QB pack caught up to Deshaun Watson? I feel like Joe Burrow deserves it. But if he gets his deal soon, that's a big jump to go from $179 million to $230 million. I guess just to lay this out, John, for those who aren't uh, totally plugged into the numbers, Jalen Hurts signed his new deal, five years, $255 million, $179 million guaranteed, which is the number that all these guys are focused on because Deshaun got that crazy $230 million deal. With each of these deals, John, it seems like the guarantee goes up by five, ten, maybe $12 million. I think this jumps – the guarantee up from like the mid 160s up to 179. So the this is the largest non-Watson guarantee. How many more quarterbacks do you think need to sign deals in this other line of non-Watson quarterbacks before everybody's caught up to Deshaun? It's the full guarantee. Kirk Cousins got a full guarantee, but it's like 84 million. It's three years. Deshaun's yeah. is and, five. And I don't think anybody's going to reach Deshaun. I don't think Joe Burrow. I don't think Justin Herbert, and I don't think Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson is being preposterous because he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve missing 11 games in December, winning one playoff game. He's an MVP four years ago. He's a great regular season quarterback. But if I'm him, I'm going to do that one-year deal, and uh, and I'm going to try to get him not to tag me. But, man, I just don't. I don't see anybody getting a $230 million right now. No, I don't either. I, so let's say Burrow and Herbert each sign deals, and they jump it up to, you know, 185, 190. They're, they're going to jump over Jalen Hurts, you know, just because that's how it goes. Um, so you start to get closer to 200. And the guy who gets it, man, even when Tre Trevor Lawrence is going to be up for a contract extension next year, if he has a good year, he's going to be eligible for one. I don't even think he gets there. Damn. Might be Bryce Young, John. <laughs> by the time, <laughs> by the time Bryce is three years in, I don't know that anybody's going to have gotten to two hundred thirty million yet. You know what I mean? It'll be the benchmark, the standard, but it'll be an outlier. And uh, I just, I don't see it anytime soon. A yeah. Couple three years, but somebody will get it. It might be two hundred thirty million guaranteed, but it, it it might not be. A full guarantee. Sure, sure. I, and which is, you know, that's that's how normal contracts are done. I mean, this Deshaun thing was abnormal on many, many levels. Um, all right, Chris in the ATL, loyal listener to the podcast. Appreciate you, Chris. Um, well, apparently the Texans won't get Bryce now. Not only was he talented on the field, they'll also miss out on his marketing ability, as shown with his commercials that he's done. Since the Texans are torn about the next best QB in terms of play, how about drafting the quarterback with the best potential acting chops in commercials? This is a classic Chris question. 
Which QB would you draft because you think they'd be entertaining in commercials and promoting the team, John? Well, CJ Stroud's kind of boring. I would think it'd be well Le- Will Levis or Hendon Hooker, not Anthony Richardson. Nope. And uh Hendon I think it would be Hooker or Levis. And I kind of think Levis, because he's outspoken, he's got a better personality. So I think he'd have the acting chops. He, he can get a good mayo endorsement for you as a coffee <laughs> uh sweetener. He can Eat get a banana. A banana, he can get a Chiquita endorsement for you, uh banana endorsement for you. Um, he's got a nice tattoo on the inside of his arm with a Bible verse there. He gets you a tattoo endorsement. He is supposedly really big in the NIL stuff. And I, I thought that was a bad look for him, John. I know you watched the Manning on the clock thing with him and that you liked it. Um, I just think that I, I think it's a lot of fluff. That was the thing that bothered me, but I, I, I guess that's what I was supposed to expect. I don't, I didn't think, I don't think Peyton and Eli got into business with this show to go ripping guys, but, um, but, uh, what did you think of Will Levis's question, at least the one they edited into the episode, being about marketing? I thought that he was all about marketing, and yeah. I thought it made him look bad that his brand. Uh, but, you know, it's the way of the world, and uh, good, you know, good for him. I bottom guess. line is, can he play? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that may he, be a bottom line. He has some personality. He has some personality. And some of these guys are drone, droning robots. Yeah, no, Stroud is boring as hell. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's see. Uh, Joe Q says, okay, he's taking the Trey Lance thing and flipping it on his head. Would you trade the 33rd pick for Brock Purdy if Sam Fran would do it? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. Six, six, uh, six games. Why not? Yeah. He goes on to say, if they draft C.J. Stroud, which of these metrics will he exceed from Purdy's rookie season? 100% winning percentage as a starter in the regular season. Okay, well, we know that won't get exceeded. 67% completion percentage. I take Stroud to get 67 or higher. He's he's an accurate passer, right? Yeah, I don't think he gets 67 as a rookie. I just okay. don't see it. 3.25 touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 8.1 yards per attempt, no chance. 107.3 QB rating, no chance. No, Brock Purdy had a really good rookie year. But, I, I mean, if Joe's point is like that the, the Brock Purdy is is a more desirable prospect than C.J. Stroud, look, Brock Purdy, we're in this draft. Is he in the conversation for second overall, John? Absolutely. Knowing what Even knowing what we know. Absolutely not. Brock Purdy had a lot of great talent around him. Receivers, yeah. receivers who could run, running backs, they got yards after the catch, they could block. And uh, I'm not trying to be negative about him, but people got to get a grip because he was he was a product of his system. All right, a couple more, John. These are all draft-related. You guys are doing good. Uh, Mary Beth says, hey, guys, love the pod. My question is, has Jalen Carter weathered the storm? And is he possible for the Texans at either 2 or 12? I don't see Jalen Carter being a 2, and I don't see him being a 12. I think he'd get Seattle or Detroit. But, uh, no, I don't think he's weathered the storm. There were a lot of questions about him before he had the wreck that killed two people. and uh, But he can be a great talent. But one of the things that uh, Rick Spielman, the GM of the uh, Vikings, uh, former GM, he talked about he wouldn't wasn't putting out all the time. 
-hmm. And that's the case with a lot of big guys. He was a one-year starter. And I want a guy who is a, a warrior, an animal who puts out all the time, doesn't put out 75% of the time or 80. Uh, you can't afford to make a mistake if you're the Texans. All right, next one, Walter on the Bayou. This will be our last one. He goes as Walter on the Bayou. So he's sitting on a Bayou listening to the podcast on the Odyssey app, John. Um, simple question. If we draft a QB and he sucks this year, why can't we just draft one next year? Thanks, guys. Love the pod. <laughs> well, he could suck this year because he's a rookie. You can't give up on a rookie quarterback. But, yeah, they could draft They could draft another one. And Zach, like Zach Wilson played two years, and they've given up on him. But they're not going to give up on a on one year for any rookie. I don't know, John. If they draft somebody with the 12th pick and they suck, and the, like they suck bad enough to where the Texans are picking first, you don't think they'd just draft Caleb Williams instead of sitting there trying to spin their wheels with Will Levis or somebody else? No, well, I considered him having the worst record or picking 12. I thought you know, he was talking about picking second. Oh, okay. Got, well, no, he's saying like if they he, – what he's saying is if – why can't we just draft a quarterback and if he sucks in 2023, just draft somebody else next year in 2024 and no, replace him. Somebody else is, is not I, – I, Caleb Williams and Drake May are better prospects this early. Spencer Rattler was a great prospect. You no, there's a, yeah, you're right. Now, you cannot count on guys for the future. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But they could draft a quarterback, of course, but you just don't see two first-round quarterbacks. No, Kyler Murray replacing Josh Rosen is probably the primary example of that that we've seen. <laughs> right? I Man, mean, Josh Rosen aren't was – there some unbelievable – believably – believably bad quarterback decisions. Ooh, yeah, no doubt. Ooh. Hey, John, by the way, I'm looking at this odd sheet that Jimmy Shapiro sent to me, and – the Astros still number two on the odds board to win the World Series this year, despite all the all the potholes so far in the season. They do have some potholes. They do. Ooh. Braves are Braves are number one at six to one. Okay. More power to them. There's a lot of good teams, but the Astros are not one of them right now. Nope, not right now. I'll be out at the yard tonight, John. Got to go see Luis Garcia and his seven point seven one ERA. <laughs> you got to want to go bad. Amy and I got those standing room tickets, John. Remember I told you How many about that? standing room tickets did you get? Uh, we it, it was a pack of five. You get five oh, games. Man. Five games for 30 bucks total. So it's so it's basically like a $6 cover charge to get into a gigantic bar with a baseball field in the middle of it is how, we, well, is the, how we're viewing it. It's unfortunate you got to watch baseball. Ah, yeah, yeah. We sit and chit-chat with each other. There's listeners out there, too. You know, pressing flesh, John, doing the PR thing. You know how that goes. I'm the so expert. bad on the Astros right now. I vowed that they will, I will not watch a game <laughs> until, they win, until they win two in a row. They're eight and ten. You're out on them. I don't think that's too much to ask, winning two in a row. No, I, I get you. I get you. All right, so a couple things here. Uh, well, first, John, before a couple of things, why don't you tell people what you got going on on your various platforms? I've got a mock draft on um, my six mock draft on uh, gallerysports.com. Got a Texans column, got a Texans column on uh, Sports Radio 610, and uh, I'll have wall-to-wall -wall, uh, columns for uh, both websites. Yeah, uh, good stuff there. Um, we've got Nick Casario coming on Payne and Pendergast, 7.30 Thursday morning. So I know Figgy gets this podcast out pretty quickly to you guys. 
So if you're listening before Thursday morning, 7.30 a.m., Texans GM Nick Casario joins uh, myself and Seth Payne. I'm sure he's just going to whip out his big board and start reading it, just starting at the top and read it all the way to 100 <laughs> and just tell us exactly what he's thinking. Um, so uh, so that's tomorrow at 7.30. And the other thing, be listening all day long tomorrow and Friday for your chance to win passes to our pre-draft whiskey talk at the Yellow Rose Distillery on Wednesday the 26th, the night before the NFL draft. We'll be doing a Q&A, a live Q&A, interactive Drinking whiskey, hanging out. John, I know you're going to be there. Listeners excited. They, they get a chance to talk to you up close and in person about the draft. I'll be there. I look forward to it. It's a great event, and uh, I appreciate the invitation. Of course, John. We wouldn't do it without you. That's going to be a lot of fun. So be listening all day long on Sports Radio 610, Thursday and Friday this week, the 20th and 21st, uh, for your chance to win passes to that awesome, awesome whiskey event at Yellow Rose distillery all right big thanks to figgy fig for getting the podcast out to all of you if you do not subscribe please do click subscribe makes it easy on all of us pumps up our numbers and it makes it such that you don't have to go searching for the podcast each time a new one drops it just comes to you automatically so go ahead and do that and uh and i would say brace yourself because we got a week out until the draft we got at least a couple more episodes coming next week and who knows what goes down between now and monday now and wednesday and certainly now and Thursday night at 7 o'clock when the draft gets kicked off. For John McClain, the Hall of Famer, I'm Sean Pendergast. We are out of time. We will talk to all of you next week on the Utopia Football Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, everybody.